From the Tie Cats Audio Network, this is Tie Cats Today with Braden Neville. Hello and welcome to this game day episode of Tie Cats Today, right here on the Tie Cats Audio Network. I'm Braden Neville here on this Friday, June the 2nd, 2023, and it's the final day of the preseason for your Hamilton Tie Cats as they take on the Montreal Alouettes tonight at 7.30 in Montreal. That's right, we are inching closer and closer to the start of the season. But first, we have this final preseason matchup. I spoke to Bubba O'Neill about tonight's game, and I just wanted to talk to him about what he's been seeing from this Ticats roster and just talk to him a little bit about what this game means for some of those guys. The starting QB will be Matt Schiltz. He will be taking the starting job tonight as Bo has the night off. He'll share reps with Taylor Powell in Montreal. Uh, Several veterans will also have the night off, not all of them, but some of them as the team is looking maybe at some of those guys who are looking to make a name for themselves on this Ticats team. There were a couple of games around the CFL last night. The BC Lions, they were able to hold off the comeback from the Calgary Stampeders. It was a close one. They took it 25-22. And the Ottawa Red Blacks, they got the 34-23 victory over the Toronto Argonauts, not too far from Hamilton at Guelph University. But I think it's time now we throw to our guest. He's waited long enough. I'm joined now by a legend in Hamilton sports media, whether it's on TV, at Ticats games, or on the Ticats audio network he's a man that really needs no introduction to most of you mr bubba o'neill bubba thanks for joining me man well i really appreciate you uh giving me the call here to talk about the tie cats but you got to kill it with the legend stuff (laughs) (laughs) well you know i had to hype you up a little bit so um... no you're just making me old is what you're doing (laughs) (laughs) well i mean you can be a legend and still be a young guy you're not too old bubba but um the tie cats they just announced that starting roster now lots of vets not dressing for the game. Was that kind of something that you expected for that away game? Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a situation where this team isn't really looking for a lot of spots to be filled. So uh, I look at this roster against the Alouettes and think this is a, a roster that's built on people getting jobs for opportunities for backup positions and the odd starting position with the exception of Tunde Adelike and uh, Richard Leonard in the secondary. I mean, this is pretty much a rookie and second year roster. And I think this will bode well for the coaching staff in terms of their evaluation, because it's so critical in the CFL when you only have two games to evaluate and two weeks to evaluate against each other, which, as we all know, can get kind of bothersome. But against the live bullets and other teams, this will be a big tool for the coaching staff going into cut day. Now, you were at the game last weekend. We got to see that first look at Bo in those couple of drives. Uh, what did you see from him that you liked maybe in those two series he played? I just like the command of the offense, the, the, the crispness that he threw the ball, especially over the middle. Uh, didn't seem too discouraged on the first series where there were two drop balls, especially the long ball down the, the left sideline. Um, I, I just like the command of the huddle. I mean, everything is, is, is as advertised with this fella. Uh, he's a natural-born leader, something I think this Ticats organization has certainly missed at that position with no uh, disrespect to the guys previous to him. Uh, and he's done it. And I think that's the difference here is that someone has done it. Uh, and I think if I'm a part of that team, I'm thinking to myself, well, not only has he won great cups, he's been most outstanding player on two occasions. He's got the swagger. He's got that sort of built mentally toughness as a quarterback. So I think that bodes well for the Tiger Cats going forward. 
another guy who um, he's a lot of people are excited to see. And, and he got in some reps last weekend, James Butler. Um, I mean, he had a great game. Uh, what did you see from him? Well, again, a guy that we have not seen. Uh, DeAndre Cobb, if you go back some time, is the last 1,000-yard rusher the Tiger Cats have had. And we're looking at over a decade at this point. So this gives you versatility in the run game. And what I like about James Butler, he's, he's that perfect size of running back, running around a big offensive line that by the time you see him, he's popped through the hole and he hits the hole with such efficiency. Uh, and, and, and with that said, he's a guy that can take the ball to the outside and run through the tackles and guards. That is something, again, the Tiger Cats haven't had. We've had several guys that could do that. But this is one guy that can do that, get down the field, catch the odd screen pass, maybe even run a little 10-yard hook. Uh, just more versatility to Tommy Condell's offense in what will be more of a spread offense. I'm sure he won't change that. But you add a running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield, and that is just a dangerous, dangerous weapon, which I can see a lot of mismatches against a lot of linebackers. Now, one guy who's looking like he's stepping up uh, into a bigger role this season and likely going to be starting at corner, Lawrence Woods. Do you think this is kind of the time for him to maybe step up? He's been a great returner on kicks and punts. Now, do you think he's a good guy to have on that corner? Well, seeing that interception in the game, the game against the Argonauts put a smile on my face because he was a came into Hamilton as a guy that was going to play that position. But really, the secondary was just loaded full of veterans last year. He never got the opportunities. And, 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 as, and as any good guy did, you're going to make your name on special teams in, in this league. And he was exceptional, showed speed, he returns, thrilled the crowd, uh, changed the field position. Uh, all the things you would want out of a good kick and punt returner. And here he is with this opportunity now to go back to where he really, I think, wants to impress. Um, and with that speed that we've already seen, uh, he's going to be a tough matchup against a lot of the receivers. I can a little concerned about the size, too, against some of those six foot four, six foot five receivers when, you know, a lot of these quarterbacks, they love to run through, throw that back shoulder pass and, you know, allow the receiver to go up and get it. But he's such an athlete. I think he can stick with these receivers. So that will be the test that we're going to see in Lawrence Woods. He's going to have to make that next step uh, in his development as a not so much a returner, but as a, a corner or a halfback. Yeah, no, that that interception was incredible. He's just an athlete. So so I think he's a guy who can fit in anywhere. Um, Another guy who's kind of similar style um, and he kind of came out of nowhere, I guess, uh, last weekend, Andre Gallimore. Um, he made some waves. He had that great punt return. Uh, I believe it was an 84 yarder. Um, was that kind of the first uh, time you saw him or and is he a guy that you can see making a difference maybe on that special teams? You know, the funny thing with him is, is and I'd seen him at training camp and you know that they were only running the fake kick. Uh, so yeah. you could watch his intensity when they were running these fake kick kickoffs. Uh, and again, it's a simple thing. When you have a good coach, first of all, Jeff Reinbold, that's teaching special teams, he's got a good teacher. Uh, he comes in there with a fresh attitude and already in just convert, having a conversation with him, he's wide eyed and he's ready to listen and learn. Uh, you mix that in with the natural talent and his ability to return the ball and understand again, as I said previously with Lawrence Woods, is that you, know, you have an opportunity to make a statement and say, hey, coaches, I can do more than just play one position. I can return the ball and I can be dangerous doing it. Putting aside the long touchdown run, I thought there were some other kicks that I thought he was going to break it. 
Yeah. I mean, so yeah. he he has a shifty ability mixed in with that fine speed. And you never know what we can see with these guys. Injuries, long season in the Canadian Football League, where not only could be returning kicks and punts, we may see him as as slotted in as a number one receiver, at least with that yeah. number one team, where he gets to utilize his talents as a wide receiver. I think the, there's just nothing more but uh, I think positives to see from a guy like that. No, absolutely. And, and and also a very infectious personality. I talked to him after the game and he's just a, a guy you almost want to see excel. So he is, uh, a, he is a fun guy. That's yeah. for sure. Um, now the Ticats defense, it's looking different from last year. Uh, you have guys like Chris Edwards, Javian Elliott, and then also the return of Jagera Davis. Do you like how this defense is uh, shaping up heading into the season? Well, I'll tell you one thing. I know we got a little sneak peek of it there in that Tiger Cats and uh, Argos game, but really for short, a short time. I think that linebacking crew is just real tough. Mm. Um, I think when you take a look at Simone Lawrence coming off the first real season where he's experienced injuries, uh, you see him working out. You see him again as that leader on the field. Everyone looks up to him. He's the fast talker that backs it up with his play on the field. And I think he's motivated. So like a bully by Mitchell, he's motivated. Edwards comes over from the enemy, our direct <laughs> yeah, enemy, yeah. and here he is. And, you know, in talking to Mike Hogan uh, in last week's broadcast, he said, there's going to be a time when we play the Ar- when we play the Tiger Cats and we guarantee you he's going to get an interception against the Argonauts. And that's how much they, they're going to miss him. And I, I think that's the, 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 the kindest sort of compliment you can give to his ability to cover wide receivers' backs and make the big play. Uh, and then you add in Thurman in the middle. I think just a solid, solid guy. So I like the linebacking crew. If everyone stays healthy, I think there's a good thing going there. But I'll tell you what I'm really excited about the most about this defense is that defensive line. I think we had a defensive line that was kind of battered last year, maybe not as versatile. Uh, a lot of guys coming in and out. And I thought the strength of the defense last year was a secondary. I think it's flipped this year. We have yeah. some, some new guys in the secondary. It's going to be anchored by the likes of Tunde Adelike and Stavros Kapsitonis in, in, in the safety position. And, of course, Richard Leonard has been an all-star. But there are some new guys there. But I think we have such pre- ability to have pressure on the quarterback coming from the middle with the addition of Casey Sales. Uh, he's a beast. And yeah. offensive linemen in the guards and, and, and center position are going to fear a guy with that kind of strength and height. He's going to cause problems batting down passes because of his height. We've always had smaller kind of six foot one, six foot two guys playing that tackle position. Now you add a guy with that kind of size, add the, I mean, I could go on and on and who's going to yeah. be lining up on either side at defensive end. They're so different in so many different ways. And I think he's, they're going to put a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And I think when you put pressure on the quarterback from that good push up front, you get turnovers. It causes quarterbacks to panic. And I think we can see a defense that didn't get a lot of turnovers last year. That's going to flip this season because that they're going to be able to get more pressure on the quarterback than they did last year. An excellent breakdown. Um, now moving to the other side of the ball, that Ticats O-line, there's been a lot of talk about it being possibly one of the best in the league this year. Um, are you excited about that O-line, especially with a new QB coming in like Bo? Funny thing was, I thought that was one of the weaker sort of um, projects last year that kind of got good in the last third of the season, 
uh, when they actually gained traction and they made their run to the playoffs after such a, uh, a kind of strange, slow start to the season mm-hmm. and even midway through the season. And injuries had a lot to do with that too. But you had guys mixing in. There was never any cohesion at the offensive line. And that's the one position where everyone's got to know each other's role. you got to know the guy beside you to your left and your right. You build that sort of unit. I mean, that's why they call the offensive line the unit. Um, and I think this season we're not going to get a slow start out of the gate because of the offensive line. Uh, and I think also you add in the ability because of the, here's what I would say, the James Butler effect, because there is a guy that it could be a dedicated runner. I, I, hey, I'm an old offensive lineman. I would rather go <laughs> forward in terms of my blocking than pass block, right? Defensive lines are pinning their ears and coming after you. You'd rather, uh, you know, make that contact first. So I think that's going to make these guys play better. It's going to keep quarter uh, defenses uh, off balance. And you had you had the likes. I mean, Ravenberg is just a stud. Let, let's call it that, right? Every year he's going to be nominated for, you know, arguably one of the best offensive linemen in the year. And, and you get cohesion from last year. Um, these guys know each other. I think it's going to be a strength and not so much a project and building and unfamiliarity that we saw last year. Um, you know, obviously injuries can change everything. But Always. even the guy, even the guys that are playing in the second and third team positions, they all know each other. And I think that's going to be a big, big help. Absolutely. And then I guess one last question or one of my last two questions here. There's a lot of talk about the team, uh, a lot of excitement around the team. Do you think that this Ticats team is is poised to be a contender this year? A contender always, right? I mean, I think this team has been built. Obviously, we won't talk about it too much, or at least the players won't talk about it. The coaching staff won't talk about it. But when you're hosting a Grey Cup, the aim is to at least get to the game. And we saw that a couple of Grey Cups ago, and we're within a Jalen Acklin uh, fingertip catch of winning the Grey Cup quite possibly. Um, yeah, there, there's this is a good team. And what I like about it, I think it's a deep team. I think it's a team built full of veterans. I've used the word motivation a number of times, and I think that is a huge, huge factor that I don't think the coaches have to do too much this year. It's a matter of coming together, possibly getting off to a better start than they did. It's a long season and crazy things happen, just like the late run in the last third of the season last year. But you want to position yourself where you're not having to catch teams like they did last year and put that pressure on yourself like they did last year near the end of the season winning games early in that season. And I know the schedule is very difficult in the early part and you're on the road too, but I think getting off to a good start is going to be a big, big thing for this Tiger Cats team this year. Well, Bubba, I really appreciate you uh, joining me today. I know you're a busy guy. Um, if fans are looking to find more of you, uh, where can they look? CHH TV, the Tycots Audio Network. You have so many shows that I can't keep track of them all. <laughs> yeah, and Twitter is always fun too, uh, especially this time of the year. Someone's always got something to say about the team, and I'm always willing to talk and chat about it. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Bubba. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Huge thanks to my friend Bubba O'Neill for joining me today. And uh, we actually know each other from our time together at CHCH. And I'm happy we get to continue working together here on the Ticats Audio Network. And speaking of the Ticats Audio Network, it will be the place for you to tune in to tonight's game against the Montreal Alouettes as RJ Broadhead will have your play-by-play joined by Luke Tasker with the color commentary on your Ticats game day broadcast i'd like to thank you for listening today it will be another fun and exciting night of football and we will see you next time on tie cats today